Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. It's Urban Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com and support us at HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome, and we've got a busy show planned. We've got our special guest, Scott. Uh, Say hello, Scott. Hello. How are y'all doing today? Yeah, we are so happy to have Scott. He's such a great supporter of our efforts and our ministries in so many different ways. Let's get right into it. I'm going to read Psalm chapter 30, verse number two. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. And you have healed me. I love that scripture because it reminds me of how the Lord has healed and delivered me from alcohol addiction. And he can do the same for you. So let me anchor us in a prayer. Father, we come to you with a humble heart, thanking you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love and your healing power. Lord, let all those who are suffering from drug and alcohol addiction know that all power is in your hand to heal and recover them right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, we are going to talk about booze and preachers, pastors, and if they should refrain from alcohol use or if it is okay for them to drink and most of the pastors I know when we are talking about drinking they always say to me well the Bible does not forbid drinking alcohol it just says don't be drunk it just says don't be drunk so I did what I try to do when people give me their opinions and their thoughts, I went to the word of God. And depending on the translation of the Bible that you're reading, there are 75 scriptures that I found that address drinking and alcohol use in the Bible. We don't have time to go through them all, but I want to just say this in my prayer time with the Lord. He revealed to me that one of the major deceptions the enemy is using to weaken the soul of the men of God, meaning the pastors, the church elders and the church leaders, is this notion of drinking alcohol in moderation. And that alcohol is not a drug. But if you were to actually look up the definition of alcohol, and if you go to the CDC website, the Center of Disease Control, you will see alcohol is clearly listed as a drug. It's a depressant. Now, it masquerades at times, depending on how much you have, as a stimulant, but it's actually a depressant. That I can attest to that when I drank too much, I always became depressed. Uh, despite the so-called fun that I would have. So I have since changed my 
point of view. Again, it's a point of view. Um, the Apostle Paul says, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. I am of the opinion now, after reading and researching and going to the word of God, that pastors should refrain from drinking alcohol. And I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let Scott, I want to hear your thoughts. The reason I say this is that alcohol is a drug. How then would you consume a drug in moderation? Now, again, as I have told you guys many times before, I'm in the alcohol business. I actually sell alcohol. Now, I do not have a sign on the store building that says pastors come in and drink or pastors welcome here. So if the guy who sells alcohol says that you should refrain from it, I think you should take note of that. And the reason being is pastors Bible says will be judged differently. I think there is a different standard of living that a pastor should exhibit and alcohol weakens your soul, which is the integration of your mind, your will and emotions and take it from a guy who's a recovered alcoholic. I never made a good decision with any alcohol in my body. I never made one good decision when I was consuming alcohol Scott, chime in and give me your thoughts, and we'll continue to go deeper. Yeah, I was just uh, sitting here thinking about the experience, strength, and hope. Man, I can relate to your experience, you know, of, of everything you said, you know, as a, as a recovered alcoholic, recovering alcoholic. Um, you know, when I drank, I got depressed. By the time I got to rehab, you know, I was diagnosed with alcohol-induced depression. You know, that if I could get to the other side of recovery, the depression would be healed. Um, you know, I didn't have clinical depression, but I had alcohol induced depression, um, as best as I can describe it as a layperson. And it did, it did relieve itself, uh, as I moved through steps and into recovery and getting my relationship right with Christ and others and, and, and all that, that process we go through in that process. But as interesting as we were talking before the show, you know, I, I in, in the, the church world I grew up in and faith traditions I grew up in. I had kind of always put pastors on a pedestal and I don't want to say idolized them, but I, and I can't find the right word, but I just saw them kind of set apart and that somehow they were different than all the other people sitting in the pews, right? That somehow they had a little bit extra armor, a little bit extra strength, a little bit extra faith. And, you know, and I didn't really see pastors that, that uh, consumed alcohol. And I, and I grew up in a Southern Baptist tradition. I have since learned that some of those people that I knew might have had a glass of wine here and there occasionally at home, not in public, not out at, you know, not going to to the restaurants or the bars or anything like that. <clears throat> Certainly never talked about it. You know, to your question, should pastors drink or not? Um, I, I, I do think there's cha- scripture challenges all of us uh, about, causing a brother to stumble, right? A fellow believer to stumble. And if I were a pastor and knowing what I know now through what I've been through, 
say I wasn't an alcoholic, but I understood what that journey looks like. I don't know that I'd want to hold myself out there of, of doing that, that might give somebody who's struggling the idea of, well, if they can do it, maybe I can do it or I'll figure it out. You know, I'll think my way out of this. Like I used to think, As, you know, certainly today's world, you can see a lot of, uh, you know, quote unquote celebrity pastors. And, and sometimes you in the outside looking in, you know, that, that don't look much different than the world around them. It's, you know, how can you be set apart and show a different way of life if you look a lot like the world around? It's a hard one. I, mean, I think it's a personal decision. At the end of the day, everybody has is uh, has to pursue their faith and what God's working on in them as to what is right and wrong for them. And like Paul said, not every you know everything's permissible, but not everything's profitable. Well, what is your role? What do you do? How do you hold yourself out? It doesn't excuse you, but it does give you, I think, as all believers, how do I conduct it and condone my, you know, and how do I conduct my behavior and what does that look like? You know, you said you're in the alcohol business. Yeah, you know, I, have, I have good friends that are strong believers that drink and, and they don't have issues like I, and I do, but they also, their character doesn't, their character doesn't diminish when they do drink. They're still the same person before and after. I was never that way. Yeah. I was totally different. You know, there was not a lot redeeming about me once I started putting the booze in, in, into the system. No, and and I my perception and my thinking on this is twofold. When we look at the celebrity pastors and the ones that have been seen drinking, and you look at them and you see what has caused their downfall. You see alcohol playing a part of it. We look at one of the gentlemen who was very popular and he fell. Well, there was a number of sins that he was involved in, but you trace it back to, well, he was drinking. And from my own personal experiences, whenever I was drinking, there were three or four, what I will call, my major sins and drinking was the one that led me into all of the other sins, right? Whether that would be womanizing, watching things I should not be watching, uh, doing and going places that I should not be. I did all those things when I was consuming alcohol. And this is just the truth, folks. I went over my life in the presence of the Lord and said, show me one time I made a wise decision with any alcohol, whether it be one drink or 50 drinks where I made one good decision, or I was a good witness for the Lord God with the consumption of alcohol in my body. And I could not find one occasion where I did that. I could not find one occasion. And I'm going to separate out again. We're talking about pastors, church leaders, and elders. I had a friend of mine who I've been talking to about the Lord for a long time. And this is exactly what he said to me. He said, I believe in Christ and I love the way you guys talk about Christ. But the problem I'm having is, you Christians and even your church leaders do all the same things that I do. They just go to church on Sunday. 
So why would I want your Jesus? Why would I, why would I want it? I, I'm not seeing you behave any differently than the culture. And man, no, I, I sat there dumbfounded, right? And to me, if you have been in, put in charge of God's children, the word of God, you don't want to do anything that will hinder your witness, hinder your walk, hinder the gospel. And I get it. Pastors got free will. They got free choice. But we have an enemy who came to kill, steal, and destroy. Bible says that. While he's after all of us, I believe that he's hyper-focused on the men of God. Because if he gets the men of God, you destroy a whole church. Mm-hmm. Then you, 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 you taint God's glory, right? You give ammunition to him, when, especially now in the age of the so-called celebrity pastor, which I, I'm, I'm not quite sure I even understand that phenomenon, but that's a different show, different day. But what I'm saying to you is the way the enemy attacks us is through our soul. So I believe pastors, church leaders, the men of God shouldn't do things that weaken the soul. Because if you weaken the soul, right, who's after your soul? The enemy, Satan. So if he can weaken your soul, get you to make bad decisions and then suffer consequences of those bad decisions, he has weakened your testimony for the living God. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, I think about a, it's a quote from a Marvel movie of all things, uh, Stan Lee, about, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. It's a very true statement. You know, what's the role you've been given and what are the expectations that go with that? And I think you raise a valid point about if you're leading a a group of people from a church elder perspective, you know, I think like it or not, what comes with that is a different level of visibility and scrutiny that comes with it because people are looking, right? It, it, you, like your friend talked about from the outside, is that a fair statement to Brought to paint a broad brush across all believers. Well, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Church is not for perfect people. Church is for people that are imperfect. Mm-hmm. And it should be a place where it's safe to come in and to say, here I am and, and, and I'm broken and I need help. And in today's world, I think it's difficult to do that. Certainly in a Western church world where everything, you know, we live in a very affluent society. Mm-hmm. at all levels compared to other parts of the world. And, and and we are inundated daily of how good life should look and how perfect our life should look, whether it is marketing, media, shows, um, you know, social media and Instagram. Everything looks perfect and good. Mm-hmm. And reality is, is we're all struggling with something. And that includes pastors, too. They're They're just as human as the rest of us. But I do think if you're called to that profession, and to that purpose that God's given you, there is some responsibilities that come with that and how you hold yourself out. Because like you said, people are looking and the people that need it the most are looking for that excuse to run the other way mm-hmm. to go see, I told you so. 
It's yep. one thing for them to see a church member who's struggling and, and to go, oh, I'm struggling. And they're going, yeah, it's fine. I get that. You're human like I am. But it can go back to how I started. Something about pastors people put on a pedestal um, that somehow they're immune to the human condition, and they're not. But I also do think they're called and set apart to be different mm-hmm. and to put uh, and to, to be extra uh, protective and cognizant of that. You know, I remember Billy Graham was famous for never meeting with a woman alone, ever. Because he didn't want there to ever be a head of any impropriety. Right. And, that, and there never, and there never, never was. was. That safeguarding, and it's, it's about the, the thing that I want, and, and I want to be clear, pastors, if you're listening, I am not here to judge you. I am here to warn you. I am here to warn you today. Just be careful. And I think a part of deciding if you drink or not is, of course, press it down before the Lord, but know your family history. Mm-hmm. If addiction and alcoholism has shown up anywhere generationally in your family, you should refrain from alcohol because you are more likely to become addicted to alcohol and drugs if it is in your family background, let that be one of the things that helps you decide if you drink or not. Well, and I think that's the, you know, that's some of the science behind it, right? And, and the medical aspects of it. And, and I know we're talking about having some doctors on that are, are well-versed in addiction uh, and faith, but also the medical aspects of addiction and the heredity as- the, the, of, of addiction that go on. Uh, and I think that's wise counsel, you know, that, that if it runs in the family, then you're playing with fire. You know, it ran in my family, and, and we didn't talk about that in my family until I was the one that came in and said, I'm dying and i got to go to rehab. It wasn't until months out, you know, after that that I began to find more about my family's history and struggle with alcoholism generationally. And now, would that have changed anything? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would I have been aware of it? Yeah, I'd have been aware of it. Might have influenced when I sought help sooner. Maybe I'll never know, and that's okay. Um, but I certainly, with my own children, have they're aware. You know, if if you're going to play with that fire, you're going to dance with the devil. Yeah, and you and, know, and you may or may not have the genetic makeup and DNA where that's the issue. You know that it, you, and there's no way to really know that yet. Is it worth it? Yeah, and I I, I think as we look at things that the devil, the habits and the tools that he is attacking the men of God with is alcohol. And you see the culture of things that where our church leaders are looking like the culture, right? And there are things that, that are okay that, they say, well, I'm going to do this in moderation. I'm, I'm drinking in moderation. Well, is that one drink? Is that four drinks? Is that six drinks? That, that becomes the question, right? Like, how much is moderation? And then I was sitting there thinking, would I watch porn in moderation? I, the answer is no. I, I don't watch porn. It, it's addiction and habit forming, right? 
I used to think that was okay. You, I don't know how you consume that in moderation. Mm-hmm. Well, none of the pastors and the people we know, church leaders, would ever say to us, I would consume cocaine or heroin in moderation. Yeah. Well, truth is, alcohol is a drug. I was thinking about a, a scripture that uh, I saw a friend posted on Facebook the other day. It just really kind of hit me, and I've been pondering the past day or so, and it's, Proverbs 18, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. You know, I think when it comes to alcoholism and, and drug abuse, right, I think there's a general lack of knowledge about addiction and the biology of addiction and the mental health aspects of addiction that I think the church broadly has just kind of thought, well, they're bad moral choices. They can just say no. They could, you know, you and I both know <laughs> yeah. early on maybe, but we're wired differently. Our wired. body literally processes the substance differently. Yeah. And there is an, an allergic reaction in our body that happens that over time rewires our brain. And, and I think understanding that aspects of it to me from a pastoral perspective is part of seeking that wisdom. Yeah. How I, the world views it versus what's the science, what's the mental health aspects of it. Now what's the spirit telling you? Mm-hmm. And I, I think we, uh, as the church, there are issues that the congregation is dealing with that we can't just, no longer can we not address them. And alcoholism, drinking, drug addictions, opioids, I'm going to say porn as well. These are issues that the church can no longer ignore. And we're going to talk more about this on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. It's Irvin Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible with my special guest, Scott. Scott, we're going to wrap up. Do you have any uh, closing comments? I think just that it's uh, it's a hard topic. Um, it can be an uncomfortable topic, but it's one that I think needs to be discussed broadly in the church of how do we love God and love others well, and what does that look like in the roles that we're called to, and truly understanding the aspects of addiction, and that it's not just a, as simple as just say no and a choice. That yeah. there, it's a three-legged stool, right? It's mental, physical, and spiritual. And I think from a pastor's perspective, what's what's the pastor's role in that? and shepherding a flock and caring for them as you know if if jesus is the example of the good shepherd what does that mean and how do i how do i live to that standard 
Yeah. And I think from our perspective, it's as the members, it's being grace extending to our pastors, just like we are to the people sitting in the pews. Totally, totally, totally agree. And pastors, we love you. We are addressing and talking about this subject because Scott and I have had experience with alcohol. We're not judging you. We give you grace, but we are here to warn you to protect your soul against your enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he is not only using alcohol to attack the men of God, he is also using alcohol and drug addiction to attack God's church. And we'll talk more about it next week. And remember, the love, I love you, the faith is in Christ Jesus, and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.